Would you pray with me? Gracious Lord God, we pray now that you would open up our ears that we might hear your voice. Open up our hearts that we might receive your Holy Spirit. And open up our eyes that we might see Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, verses 11 through 21. Hear now the word of the Lord. He said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael as king over Aram. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, as prophet in your place. Whoever escapes from the sword of Hazael, Jehu shall kill. And whoever escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall kill. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So he set out from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, who was plowing. There were twelve yoke of oxen ahead of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle over him. He left the oxen, ran after Elijah, and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. Then Elijah said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? He returned from following him, took the yoke of oxen, and slaughtered them. Using the equipment from the oxen, he boiled their flesh and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out and followed Elijah and became his servant. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, I pray now that you would pour your Holy Spirit through me, that these words might truly become your living word to your people. And I pray that you would open up each of our hearts and minds that we might receive that word exactly in the place that we need to hear it. For we pray this in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Last week, we found the prophet Elijah exhausted and discouraged in a cave on Mount Horeb, the mountain of God, after having run for 40 days and 40 nights for fear of his life. Then God told him to prepare himself, for the Lord was about to pass him by. 
Then Elijah experienced a a terrible destructive wind that blew so hard that he couldn't tell up from down, but he could not hear the voice of the Lord through the wind. And then the earth began to shake beneath Elijah's feet so bad that it seemed as if his whole world was falling apart around him. But Elijah could not hear the voice of the Lord through the earthquake either. And then a fire began to rage so badly that it it seemed to burn everything around him to the ground. And yet Elijah still could not hear the voice of the Lord. And then came the silence. You know, I suspect that there was quite a bit of silence in many of your homes when you heard the news about our new call to Birmingham, at least those of you who weren't cheering. I'm sure it came as quite a surprise to most of you. Frankly, it came as quite a surprise to me as well. After all, we have cherished our time in Swickley, and we so dearly love this church family. And I thought that there was still a little bit more work to be done before God was going to call us elsewhere. And also the timing didn't seem quite right with our kids' ages, not to mention everything that has been going on in our world. Last Sunday, Derek reminded us all of, about the crazy year that we have been through together as we have endured so many whirlwinds and earthquakes and fires that have turned our world upside down, leaving many of us exhausted and discouraged. And I'm sure that many of you were just starting to, to glimpse a light at the end of the tunnel that signaled that, that, that maybe in the very near future, life would be turning to some semblance of normal. And then you heard the news about us leaving, and it seemed as if the wind began to blow and the earth began to shake and the fire began to burn once again. And it is just so difficult to hear the voice of the Lord through the wind and the earthquake and the fire. And that can be very unnerving, even frightening. And yet, as Derek reminded us, throughout this past year, despite the earthquakes, whirlwinds, and fires, this church has continued to worship the Lord and faithfully live out the gospel in a variety of ways with consistent persistence because God has been with us. And even though you may not quite be done yet with all these chaotic disruptors in your lives, you can be very sure that God will continue to be with you and sustain you along the way, for just as God reminded Elijah, he is not finished with you yet either. 
When Elijah heard that penetrating sound of sheer silence, he left his cave there and went out to the entrance on the mountain of God, and there he finally heard the voice of the Lord. And God told him that that despite all the challenges that faced them, despite the the Israelites' unfaithfulness and betrayal of their God, despite the destruction of God's altars and the murder of God's prophets, despite the fact that Elijah was exhausted and discouraged and that his own life was now in great peril, the show must go on. And God was prepared. You see, God had not been taken by surprise by all these events and circumstances, and he already had a plan in place for the next stage of life in Israel. And God told Elijah to go and anoint Hazael as king over the Aramaeans, Jehu as king over the Israelites, and Elisha as his own successor as the prophet of Yahweh in Israel. You see, Elijah did not need to fear that the story of salvation would end with him, for there would be God-chosen leadership to carry out the next stage of God's plan among his people. And God assures Elijah that there were plenty of faithful people in Israel who could be counted on during the transition. I trust you can see the parallels. Now, to be very clear, (laughs) let me just say, I am no Elijah. I cannot call down fire from heaven, nor command the rain to stop falling. Clearly, I've been trying for 10 years, and I certainly will not be leaving here in a chariot of fire. I am just one in a long line of pastors whom God has called to play a temporary leadership role among his people. And there will be God-chosen leadership to help all of you write the next wonderful chapter in the life of Swickley Presbyterian Church. We each play a part, and then the story continues. Because the gospel show must go on. That's why we're all here, remember. Not just to hear an an interesting sermon or to listen to some beautiful music or to say hello to some friends, although those things are important. No, we are here to continue to faithfully proclaim and faithfully live the gospel of Jesus Christ, regardless of who is leading us. And there has has always been a passing on of the mantle of leadership throughout the history of God's people. Now, after Abraham, there was Isaac and, and Jacob and Joseph, After Moses, there was Joshua and and, and Deborah and Samuel. After David, there was Solomon and Hezekiah and Josiah. And after Elijah, there was Elisha 
and Isaiah and Ezekiel and, and Jeremiah. See, all these biblical characters, they played their part. And then the story continued on. For as great as so many of them were, the story of salvation did not end with them because they were not the point of the story. And God continued to provide leadership after them so that the story would keep moving until the day that a baby was born whose very life was the purpose of the story, the one whose ministry all the others were pointing to, the child of Bethlehem, who would fulfill the story of salvation and invite all of us to become a part of it. You see, the the only necessary leader in the church is Jesus Christ. After all, only Jesus can heal the sick and forgive the sinner and raise the dead. Only Jesus can reveal God to us and restore us to relationship with the Father because only Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And only Jesus has the power to save us. And Jesus is still head of this church. And he is still the true minister in this holy place. It is he who has brought you thus far, and he is not finished with you yet. I may be moving on like every other pastor has done before me, but there are still so many more wonderful chapters to be written in the great story of salvation through Swickley Presbyterian Church. And Jesus will provide leadership to help guide you to wherever it is that he is calling you to follow him next. Now the trouble is that it's, it's so difficult to hear his voice through all the whirlwinds and earthquakes and fires. But that means that you're going to have to work extra hard To seek the silence so that you can hear that still, small voice. It's the only way you're ever going to be able to follow Jesus. Now, let's be honest for a minute. Most of us would really not prefer not to have to work that hard. I mean, we, we like the things, things the way they are, and we'd rather not to have to go through any significant changes in our lives or in our church. After all, we've already worked very hard to, to gain careful control of our lives and get them to where we want them. But in order for us to, to grow and mature, often we need to be stretched and challenged. We need to be called out from our place of comfort to come out of the safety and security of the cave and stand out on the mountain with God. And then we need to listen carefully to his voice and respond obediently in faith. But that is often easier said than done, isn't it? 
I mean, even Elisha struggled with this. You know, after Elijah left the mountain of God, he he went and found Elisha plowing his fields with 12 yoke of oxen, which represented a lot of wealth and security and a future. And Elijah went up to him and he took his mantle, his cloak, and he, he threw it over the shoulders of Elisha, thus claiming him as his successor. And then Elijah continued on, expecting his new apprentice to follow after. But instead, Elisha called out to him and said, first, let, let me go and, and, and kiss my mother and my father, and then I will follow you. There were things he wanted to take care of first before he heeded God's call on his life. But Elijah said to him, go back to your home, for clearly you do not understand that this call that God has placed on you takes priority over every other relationship and commitment and allegiance in your life. You know, I have to say, I can empathize quite a bit with Elisha here. After all, I too <laughs> carried on quite an argument with God about all the things that I wanted to take care of first before God called us to go somewhere else. First, let me get James through his senior year of high school. And then we'll follow you. First, let me go on my sabbatical, then I'll follow you. First, let us spend some more time with our friends. First, let us get through COVID. First, let us have another day on the lawn. First, let me go and go back to the Dominican Republic once again. First, let, the, let us finish all the work of the sanctuary task force. My list went on. And on and on. But then I remembered that Jesus had some pretty tough things to say to those who did not respond immediately and obediently to his summons to follow him because it didn't quite fit their timetables. And I realized that if I was ever going to preach the gospel with any integrity again, I had to obey. Fortunately, Elisha did too. And he sacrificed those oxen and everything that they represented. And he went and followed Elijah. And the story of salvation continued on as Elisha went on to become one of the great prophets of Israel whose ministry in many ways foreshadowed the coming of Jesus. You know, there comes a time in each of our lives where God calls us to leave the comfort and security of whatever cave we have settled into 
and to go stand out on the mountain with God and seek the silence so that we can hear his voice reminding us that God is still in control and that he has a plan for the future. And if we are truly listening, then there will also come a time when Jesus will call us to sacrifice our oxen and follow him. Now those those oxen might represent our, our fear or our busyness or our laziness, or our need to be in control, or our self-centeredness, or our job, or our wealth, or our complacency. It might represent the dreams that we have for our lives, or the careful plans that we have constructed, or, or our preferred timetables, or even the church we so dearly love. Whatever it is, when Jesus calls us to follow him, our job is to listen and obey, remembering that he has brought us this far, and he is not finished with us yet. My friends, you may not be finished with all the wind and the earthquakes and the fires just yet. In fact, it may seem as if they've just picked up a little. But be very sure the Savior is still with you, continuing to write the next chapter in the wonderful story of Swickley Presbyterian Church. And all the good that has happened here these past 10 years is proof of his presence and activity among you. And he is not going anywhere. Jesus is still the true minister in this church. And he will anoint people to lead you forward. He may even summon some of you to step out of your comfort zone sacrifice your oxen and take on a new leadership role. To stand up as one of the faithful who can be counted on during the transition because the show must go on. And every one of you has a part to play. And all the children of this church, like Maverick Zombeck, And all the people who will come here in the months and the years ahead are depending on it. So have courage. Start listening. And follow Jesus. Amen.